0: To... Hello, everybody! Uh, welcome to this week's edition of my new podcast, Sporting Soul. Uh, I've been doing this every week with friends of mine talking about sports, and we've covered a lot of different sports so far: football, basketball, baseball. And this week, it's a pleasure to have in here with me a friend of mine from high school, now a incoming sophomore at. The uh, Miami, Ohio. Uh, I'd like to welcome in my friend Andy Riggs. Andy, like that. Pick- it's good, man. How are you? Good, good. I'm glad you could make it on here today. Yeah, for sure. So, I want to start off by I haven't done any podcast since the NBA draft, and it was an interesting draft uh, leading up, leading into sort of a kind of kicking off the start of the off season. And uh, I just wanted to get your take on, so the top three was kind of settled, but I want right. to, I want to I wanna see what you think of uh, Zion uh, Moran and Barrett. Uh, which one do you think is the most superstar potential? Uh, many people would say Zion, but not everybody. So I wanted to know what you thought on that front, thro- that front.
1: Um, I, I mean, I'd probably agree with Zion just because of the team he's at, I mean, you look at the Knicks right now, I mean, I don't care if they drafted RJ Barrett, I don't think they're winning 20 games next year. Um, cause I don't think they're going to get Kyrie or Durant. So, um, I, I, I have the same deal with the Grizzlies. Like not many people want to go play in Memphis. It's not like a free agent pull. So I'd lean Zion and the, the Pelicans are just fun. Like you look at their mm-hmm. squad. I agree. Um, Obviously, I think they have a chance to be like probably like a seven seed in the west some, something around there um if they get some like get some veterans there to crowd those young guys a little I mean you got Brandon Ingram with ability to score um I'm, i I like Josh Hart a lot too, so I think that Lakers Pelicans trade that was beneficial for both, obviously, and uh I think Zion'll be he'll be really good to make an impact right away yeah, he is starting out
0: in a terrific
1: situation.
0: And you're right, the Knicks and Grizzlies don't really have that ready-made infrastructure where Zion, he'll have a mentor in Drew Holiday. He has fellow, he has other good young guys to play alongside in New Orleans. Right. Yeah, They could be a playoff yeah. team next year.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think the Lakers are going to miss Lonzo on defense also. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know he's not your traditional like Steph Curry launch it from 40 feet point guard, but um, he, he and Drew Holiday, if they I mean, Drew Holiday's got some injury issues, but they both stay healthy, and who knows? Yeah. Um,
0: so, looking further into the draft, uh, what's a player that you thought was a steal? Uh, one in the lot so, and one outside the lot. Oh, my bad.
1: Um, in the lottery, uh, I think Tyler Hero at Miami could be pretty special. Um, I think they need to, obviously, get some more guys, but... You look at that roster; they've got a lot of young young guys, and Hero can really shoot the ball. Obviously, a little bit of a liability on defense, but um, I I like Hero a lot too. I think he's got that winning mentality. Wants to wants to be there. and He's not afraid to pull it from deep. And uh, outside lottery, I've got actually I've got two that I have here: uh, Jordan Pool at twenty eight for Golden State. Everyone's been talking about it. Um, Clay Thompson t- torn ACL. Not back till what, March next year? March, April. So yeah. You're getting a guy that winning winning culture at Michigan, plays both ends of the floor. And you think about it, other than Alfonso McKinney, who do the Warriors have at the two? Um, I mean Quinn Cook it's pretty thin. Not even six feet tall. <laughs> Sean Livingston plays like ten minutes a game. So I mean, outside of Curry, you need you need someone that and who knows, Poole could come in and Beat out McKinney and be the one guarding like the James Hardens of the NBA because I feel more comfortable with him doing it than Steph. Yeah, so, and he's a solid uh, defender, right? Uh, another one I got is Carson Edwards. Uh, I'm a little biased, big, 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 big 10 <laughs> hoops fan, but uh, I mean, you got Kyrie, Horford, Rozier, and Morris likely all gone <laughs> leaving the Celtics so. Their guard, I don't even know who they have as a guard. So, like, he could literally step in and be playing, like, huge minutes right away. Yeah, they're, um,
0: they're going to end up – their guards are probably going to end up being, like, Brown or Langford, and then Edwards couldn't.
1: Yeah, could yeah. I don't think Romeo Langford is that great, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I, think oh. he, I don't think he was ready to go.
0: That felt go, like a
1: little bit of a reach for me. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, and Edwards has issues on defense as well. Um, but with Marcus Smart there, like him, him and Smart playing one two, I, I don't think it would be that big of an issue. So, and obviously the guy can just flat out score. Yeah, everyone saw it in the tournament with. I mean, it's just unbelievable.
0: That so. that classic elite eight game where he was just. Uh, oh, against Tennessee, uh, that was insane. Yeah. Four. But, um, so. Looking, kind of looking down the draft, a couple of uh, late, late well late lottery and late round gems, I liked uh, P.J. Washington to Charlotte. I know it's yeah, called, yeah. a high ceiling, but I think Washington's a solid two-way player. He really benefited from going back to school last year, yeah. and I think he'll fit in nicely whether they decide to rebuild. Whether or not Kemba leaves, I feel like he'll be a nice piece for them. Um, let's see, uh, Ty Jerome, I think to Phoenix is a solid piece. I I really like Nasir Little to Portland. I feel like that's somebody who could kind of play like we saw Landry Chimay, uh, for the Clippers contributing big time on a playoff team. I feel like yeah, they just dealed Evan Turner also. So yeah, I feel like Little's in a fantastic situation. And if he, I, if I wanted to go into the second round, to find uh, somebody interesting, I feel like uh, Admiral Admiral Schofield to Washington. I feel like uh, could be a turn out to be a decent selection. Obviously, they're going to be rebuilding too, but they're kind of hamstrung by a John Wall's awful contract and Bradley Beal, right. even though he's a good player. Uh, I feel like Schofield could develop and potentially I, – I feel like he could be a starter for them next year.
1: Yeah. They're just stuck with that John Wall. What is he making, $40 million a year? I mean, that's just
0: – a year. It's one of the – like per year, it's one of the most lucrative contracts in North American sports. And, and the guy doesn't even play. Yeah. He, he injured himself in his home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as far as the reaches, uh, uh, was there anyone you felt like was a substantial reach? There were a couple that stuck out to me,
1: that I want Romeo Langford was big. That was that was a big one for me. Um, what were the other ones from you? Um, the one, the one I was thinking was a Hachimura at
0: nine, to... yeah, a wizard. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I felt like Hachimura is a good player, but. And he'll sell some jerseys in his home country. Uh, he, he's a decent big, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure he was number nine pick. And obviously, Cameron Johnson, the Phoenix. I feel like a lot. Yeah, of that was that
1: was just that didn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, like I think it was either the ringer or SI who said they they had him at like twenty five on their draft board, but the Suns yeah. are perpetually took him
1: at eleven. Yeah.
0: The Suns perpetually clueless. Uh, other than that, uh, I don't think there were any other. Oh, uh, uh, Dylan Windler to the Cavs at twenty six might have been a slight reach, mo- mostly because I I'd, I didn't even know Windler was in the draft. I kind of liked his game at Belmont, and he obviously led them to the tournament. But we'll see how yeah. that one turns out. The Cavs have yeah. an abundance of guards. They do. Yeah, yeah, I
1: expect they'll be in the lottery next year and looking to draft a wing, and probably probably the year after too. Yeah, so yeah,
0: that kind of wraps up the draft. So okay. the draft obviously has has a, now all all NBA fans are talking about the off season, and this is probably the most unique off season in recent memory because one third of the league is eligible to become a free agent, and you know I've been thinking that it's kind of like this uh, this third basketball season as it popped up in the middle of the summer to kind of you have the nba and college basketball obviously in the winter time and you've kind of got like this cottage industry around free agency uh and i wanted to know what you th- think of this phenomenon where the this player
1: movement has kind of become a thing unto itself yeah like you said I love it i mean I'm not a huge m l b baseball fan so anytime there's anything in the summer summertime that's like intriguing to me and like this leBron a d stuff is good yeah. stuff um so i I like it I think it's definitely it keeps people also i think some people might even be more interested than the off season than the nBA regular season to tell you the truth um but I don't know like like you said i i just think it's it keeps Keeps you in the loop and keeps you thinking about basketball. Yeah, I think I think it's healthy for the league. I think the
0: NBA they really they really kind of made a concerted effort to sort of like give it give it its own kind of mystique. From it, it all started back in 2010 when LeBron was on the move, Carmelo, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. But it's just, it's just kind of grown and grown. And this year, I think we've seen it come to a head. And I wanted to take a look through some of the top three free agents and kind of try to predict where they were headed. As I think, yeah. I think this will be the last podcast where I'll have a chance to break down free agency. So let's start with kind of the top, the top prize. I think after his postseason run is Kawhi Leonard, and he's been linked to. They say it's a two-horse race between Toronto and the Clippers, but yes. I've also heard he'll – I think Walsh said he'll entertain meetings with the Knicks, the Nets, and the Sixers. So where do you see him ending up?
1: I think the Clippers just make so much sense. Um, I mean, they la- – people kind of forget. they. I mean, they took Golden State the six games mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs. So, first of all, they weren't that bad. You got – I mean, you got Lou Will off the bench. You got – I love Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yeah. Um, Kawhi coming in like it just makes so much sense. Doc Rivers, L.A. Like after going to San Diego State, I, I just I don't think you can convince him to go back to Toronto. To I mean like Paul George stayed with the Thunder, but I, I think that was kind of a fluke. I, I just I don't know. I I think that L.A. is like a done deal pretty much. Yeah,
0: I've
1: they say he'll meet with the Clippers
0: July second, and I feel like I I do feel like he'll sign there shortly afterward. Like you said, I feel like he. Fits nicely into that roster. Uh, they got some nice young pieces and they'll still have space where they can build around him. Uh, right. Where if the Warriors don't max Clay, which I think a lot of people expect that they will, but if they don't, uh, Clay might look at the Clippers in a potential partnership with Kawhi. So, yeah, that'd be awesome. That, that would be yeah. terrific. But I think that the Clippers uh, represent the best option for him. Uh, long term, a chance to go back home to LA. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and now the number two option. Previously the number one option, but after that devastating injury in the NBA Finals, uh, Kevin Durant linked to uh, the Warriors, Nets, Knicks, Clippers.
1: Uh, where do you see KD ending up? I kinda go back and forth in this one. I know I know he's currently minus one twenty five to go to Brooklyn. So Vegas Vegas 6, he's going to Brooklyn. Um I mean if I like gone to my head I would say Brooklyn, but I, I could definitely see him re-signing with the Warriors. The problem is is if he re signs they max Clay, they max Durant and you got Steph's contract. Yeah, but, they're not I mean they're gonna be they're not having a bench. Yeah, they're so it it'll, for an, it'll be insane. Well, and also, Clay and Durant aren't even going to play until like April. So I don't even think it's, I don't know if it's an option for them to re sign him, to be honest with you. Cause even if, even if he's back on their team, they're not going to be in the playoffs in the West without Clay and Durant until that late in the season. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the Warriors got an interesting offseason. I, I don't mind Golden State when it's just Curry and, uh, Clay. And I'd kind of like to see that back with Draymond, like the, Old seventy three yeah. win squad and see what happens. Um, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, if uh, if the Warriors end up maxing uh, Clay and KD, what they'll probably have to do is uh, at some point look at trading Draymond, which yeah would, which he he's kind of been their heart and soul. It, he, he's never been their best player, but he's been their pulse on defense and right, their yeah. lead instigator at points. Uh, I personally, I. I think that we might. I'm still holding on to Durant potentially going to the Knicks. I think that I think that the Knicks might be the the Knicks. Obviously, they haven't been relevant in the NBA for a long time. One playoff series win in the last 20 years. I think it's time for them to pull out all the stops and see if they can lure Durant. Obviously, uh, they're a young team, but, and uh, they're in a they have a dysfunctional organi- organization, but they have a couple. Solid pieces and Knox, Barrett, Robinson. I feel like if they get Durant to come on board and kind of say, "Hey, we'll we'll sort of punt on this year and we'll wait for you next year," and right, yeah, and he could return in 2020. I feel like that that seems like if if he leaves Golden State, I feel like that seems more a little bit more likely than him and Kyrie teaming up
1: on Brooklyn. And Kyrie- yeah, Kyrie's just a weird dude. He's just a strange bird.
0: Yes. And that's where I that's where I want to go next because Kyrie has been he's been linked to the Nets. And uh earlier earlier in the year he was linked to the Knicks. And some people think that a Lakers partners partnership with LeBron could still happen. And the Clippers obviously have cap space and there's always the chance he could to make a 180 altogether and go back to the Celtics. So uh, while I feel like Brooklyn is the prohibited favorite, I want to get your opinion on where do you think – where do you see Kyrie playing in 2020?
1: Yeah, I see Brooklyn also. I just – the Celtics are just not – no, not not of the other teams we went through. Um, I just – like I said about the Knicks, I just – I don't think you can – I don't think you can sell Kyrie to go there unless Durant goes there. But if him going to Brooklyn – Brooklyn and the Clippers are overwhelmingly similar. they're the like in the same market as a huge name franchise but yet had like successful seasons last year was like seven seeds in yeah. the West, yeah. seven seeds in the east with no like real all stars so i I just don't how know how you can convince someone to go to the Knicks by themselves and go win twenty five games max so um, obviously not going to the Celtics. I don't think clip. I think the Clippers are kind of ride it out with the guys that they've got, like the young talent they got with Blue Will, Shea Gildas Alexander. Um, I also don't think Kyrie and Kawhi would get along at all.
0: Yeah, Kyrie. I I think he's too ball dominant to want
1: to play right. Kawhi like that. But which is kind of leads to the same idea with Durant. Is that, I don't know if Durant wants to really play with him either so that's why that's why his his situation is so interesting because obviously he's probably not going to play till 2020 if he goes to Brooklyn he's going to end up obviously playing with Kyrie um I don't think the Lakers are an option just because you sign Anthony Davis LeBron Kyrie I mean like the situation with the Warriors you're not going to have a bench you're not and it's not like LeBron wants to be out there yeah busting it Forty-four minutes of game. Like, so after
0: that happens, is Mo Wagner at that point? Is he playing key minutes for you? Right. Exactly. I mean, you I can't have that. I don't feel like that's realistic. So, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. I think that I think I think it could be a done deal Sunday night where he could sign
1: that. Right. I agree with uh, the Nets. Absolutely. So I got a question for you. So once he signs that to the Nets, what do you think they're doing with D'Angelo Russell? I think they'll renounce him. And I,
0: I, I think Russell's going to sign with. I think, yeah, honestly, this is a name I've only heard a little bit here and there, but I could, I could see him going to the Pacers. Is okay. Indiana is a team with um, Max. Uh, well, I don't know if it's Max cap space, but they have cap space. I feel like Russell could go to Indiana and play alongside Oladipo. And that's, that would be, that's a
1: duo that could make some noise. That would be, I didn't even think about that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what, do, are you for the Lakers trying to go after, back after D'Angelo, bring him back? Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure
0: how I feel about that. I, I think that magic magic Johnson obviously is uh, the, uh him and Russell obviously have some friction and, Although Magic's right. strong, I feel I feel like he's too much of a presence around the Lakers still. Uh I feel like Russell to the Lakers, I think that might be I think well, it's not a bad idea. I think it might be DOA. I think I feel like Russell is gonna look
1: elsewhere. I agree. Yeah. I need and I think I mean LeBron typically goes after like the J.R. Smiths, the Shane Battier, <laughs> the shooters that kinda spot up in the corner. Yeah. So Another ball dominant all star. I don't know. I don't know how for that situation he's going to be. And also, I mean, I'm a huge Ohio State Cube fan. I love DeAndre Russell, but I'm not completely sold yet. I mean, he had a great year last year. Made all. mate was an all star. But I mean, it's going mean, to be. It's going
0: to be interesting. He's only 23, which I think is that. That's what I think really is going to get teams excited about potentially signing him. Right. And I think. I think Indiana could. Well, I think Indiana, that's my dark horse prediction, but I've heard like Phoenix maybe being involved or Dallas. I feel like a lot of different teams could potentially get involved with Russell. And speaking yeah, of. He's also are...
1: restricted. Oh, is he restricted? He's, he's restricted.
0: Yeah. Ooh, uh, that, that could, that could be interesting then. Because yeah. I wonder, how. I wonder at that point, how hard the Nets will work to try to keep him. Right. Uh, So I want to move on to another uh, point guard, and that is Kemba Walker. Yesterday, uh, Mark Stein of the New York Times said that the Celtics and Mavericks would be – they would both be going hard after Kemba. Uh, And Kemba has said that he wants to stay in Charlotte, but his agent is probably – probably has a vested interest in him not taking less money as he has uh, said he would. So, uh, how do you see the Kemba sweepstakes? The sweepstakes
1: shaking out well. Kemba to Boston really wouldn't make a lot of sense considering this entire NBA draft. They just drafted guards, um, <laughs> so I don't. I mean, I don't know why if you're going to go after Kemba, I would. I guess it's like a backup plan for the, for, the, for the Celtics, I guess. But I feel like staying in Charlotte makes sense. I mean, it's obviously not. It's not a not great. Exactly. Yeah, it's nothing flashy. You're not going to LA, but I mean, if he's happy in Charlotte, I don't see why it's that big of an issue. What are your What's your take on it?
0: I, I kind of, I tend to agree because, like you said, Boston doesn't make a ton of sense. I don't think Dallas makes sense either. Dude, no. If no. you're Rick Carlisle, I don't. Th- I think you want the ball in Donchick's hands, as yeah. for the course of his development. So I think we'll see him either. A, stay in Charlotte, that's door number one, or B, I could potentially, if Durant goes to the Knicks and uh, the Knicks decide to say, all right, let's go big and get a winning foundation this year, I feel like uh, they could potentially make a play for his services. He's a New York native, and I feel like the, the Knicks would be interested in potentially bringing him on board.
1: Yeah, it'd be a good fit. I like that. Yeah, but, I mean, obviously, unless Durant goes, I don't think he's doing, like you said.
0: I don't think, if Durant doesn't go to the Knicks, I don't think the Knicks nor
1: Kemba Walker
0: would be interested in that partnership.
1: It's amazing to me how Kawhi, in my mind, is the top free agent for next year because he's still healthy. And what he does really doesn't affect as much, but Durant, whatever he does, is just like it determines so where so many of these guys are going. So, like you were saying, it's part of the intriguing part of the offseason. Yeah,
0: I've where, Kawhi. He's kind of, I mean, yeah, like you said, Kawhi. He, I mean, what he does it it affects the Raptors. Obviously, if he doesn't go back to the Raptors, then they can either look at rebuilding or they probably can stay a playoff contender. Or if if he doesn't go to the Clippers, then they can simply kind of chase after other free agents. If they want to look at Durant, they can look at Durant. But And that's kind of only two franchises. But Durant, he's got wide-ranging implications on the Warriors, on how expensive their team gets if he potentially re-signs there, on New York, uh, what they have to do to build around him if he comes and what their plan is for this season, if he's not going to be back till next season of the Nets, the Clippers. Uh, Durant's free agency is, I think, I, Kawhi's the best free agent, but uh, KD's the most important free agent. I, I, I feel, yeah, I, I agree with you on Absolutely. that front. So yesterday there was a rumor that the Rockets were interested in pursuing a sign-in trade for Jimmy Butler, uh, more special. The Rockets, obviously, we know about their volatile situation, Situation, but I, w- I want to know because I feel like Butler is among some of these free agents are getting lost in the shuffle, but I feel like Butler could still be a solid option for some teams. Uh, what do you think
1: he'll end up doing? Uh, I, first of all, I don't think the Rockets is a good fit at all. Um, I saw, I saw that, that they were thinking about doing the sign and trade and dealing Capella and Gordon. And the first thing that came to me was, I feel like Capella and Gordon, I'd rather have than Jimmy Butler, to be honest with you, especially with James Harden on your team. I mean, Butler's going to be doing the same thing that Gordon's doing, just like standing in the corner, like watching him dance, like, like seriously. So I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why you go after another huge contract like ball dominant, like and obviously has all those locker room issues. I like. I don't think Houston is a good fit at all. Um, I I don't know. I truly don't know. I could see him going a lot of places, but I know Houston would not would not. I don't think he should go back to the Sixers, and I don't think Houston's a good idea at all either. Where where do you see him
0: He's he's kind of a weird fit in a number of places. I think that. Right. The more I, the more I think about it, the more I think that the most likely outcome might be just re-signing with Philadelphia, running it back there. Although, the, he never he never really quite gelled completely with um, Simmons and Embiid, but I feel like that might end up being his best option.
1: Yeah, I think Tobias Harris is going to leave Philly also. So, I mean, maybe he's going to get some more shots because obviously Simmons isn't presence beyond New yeah. York. so I, I mean yeah i could see that tobias harris is gone and he gets maybe he'll feel more like welcomed if another score is out yes of there. uh butler earlier this year
0: i was i was my, earlier this year my pick was that butler was going to go to brooklyn but if brooklyn wants kd and kyrie then butler obviously doesn't fit in that picture
1: yeah, I'm a huge Karis Levert fan also. I mean they play the similar kind of a similar position, but I, I think Lavert's yeah. really good. He's young, cheaper, good locker room guy. So I'm not a huge Jimmy Butler fan, but I I could see what you're saying Resigning signing to Philly Tobias Harris yeah. there, And if sense. he wants us to
0: leave Philly, I feel like he could be if the Clippers miss on Kawhi, they could say, All right, we'll try him out for maybe maybe a short term deal or I don't know. It's gonna, his right. his yeah. isn't going to be interesting. Um, let's see. I'm going down the top 10-ish free agents. Uh, Clay Thompson, uh, back to Golden State, uh, you would think. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Well,
0: there was a report yesterday that he might look at the Clippers if Golden State doesn't max him, but I feel like the Warriors are going to.
1: If the Warriors don't max him, they're I feel foolish. like they're going to
0: do him that solid, after all he's done for them over the years. Uh, now we start getting interesting with Milwaukee as uh, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Malcolm Brogdon, all free agents. If you're Milwaukee, do you run it back?
1: I would. I would. I mean, I think Giannis, you, you got to get – I mean, the way that he was defended in – in the playoffs, I mean, you You got to get him to get a jump shot. I mean, that's all it is. I mean, they were his jump shot away from winning that series against Toronto. Uh, Every time he drove, they just, like, (laughs) built a wall, like I think Reggie Miller was saying. So, I mean, you got guys like Brogdon, Middleton, Lopez. They play defense. They shoot the three-ball well. Um, I think you run it back. I feel feel like the best option for them is keeping that core together.
0: Uh, Some some people are saying that – uh, what what I think is a good idea is keeping Middleton, uh, Brogdon, and Lopez, and renouncing George Hill. I think that might give give them a little bit of flexibility. Um, but yeah. like you said, I I feel like Milwaukee they they just need time to kind of develop a way like options behind Giannis. I feel like
1: that's the best yeah, path for them. Uh, Chris Middleton's contract. I also didn't realize it was so little. I think it was thirteen, like 13 yep. million. Like, very yeah i mean that's that's really nothing yeah it's he's league so i'm interested to see what he He's just kind of come for. out of
0: nowhere uh if he leaves uh, the bucks i'm trying to think where maybe the mavericks could be an option I yeah that'd space. be a good
1: fit yeah that'd be a good yeah uh like the maybe a <sighs> – the Clippers, if they whiff on Kawhi, but I, I don't think that that's going
0: to Um, good. Well, Let's see. Uh, Tobias Harris, I feel like we both agree, are leaving is leaving Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, I leave the Knicks because I don't think they're going to get any big-time yeah. big guys like the Durants of the world. Um, so, I think they're going to end up getting bullied into throwing Tobias Harris yeah, a horrible but, contract because yeah. they really have no other choice. So
0: It's going to be – I feel like, I feel like he is setting up to be overpaid by somebody. Is what I feel like. Agreed. As for where he could go, I mean, uh, Dallas,
1: New York, uh, Indiana. I, I think Mavericks, Knicks, Mavericks, Knicks. Yeah, are top uh, Indiana.
0: I think I've heard him connected to um, back with Philadelphia, maybe, but I don't think the Seventy Sixers will do that. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, Porzingis,
1: Dallas, I think intends to resign. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, obviously they didn't see a whole lot. So. uh, I want to tackle three more, uh, Boogie Cousins.
0: Uh, that that's an interesting case rushed back from the quad injury. Uh, in the finals and he really wasn't a big factor in the finals. But uh, as for him, I feel like, let's see. I feel like the Knicks, I, saw the Knicks, I think, are an yeah. option. Um, he could always, some people think he might re-up with Golden State, but I don't think that makes sense for him. I don't either. No party. Um, and there's one more. Oh, the the Lakers maybe, but I feel like no, (laughs) no,
1: absolutely. I don't. I don't think that would. Yeah, that,
0: that didn't seem quite right.
1: No, I I think the Knicks makes a lot of sense. Like I said, the I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna have Barrett, Tobias Harris, and Boogie, and probably looking at. 25, 28 yeah. wins, yeah, maybe. Um. So. And
0: speaking of the Knicks, this is a segue into our next free agent. I I read something about the Knicks and Julius Randall having mutual interest. Uh, do you think Randall leaves New Orleans and heads to New York,
1: or do you think he'll stay? With I think he, I think he's out of there. I think he, um. Ike and Zion, I feel like they couldn't play together if that yeah. makes sense. Like, being on the floor at the same time, I just don't think that would work. Like, I don't think there's any way that would work. Um, you're looking at guys that both, like, play hard, like, looking for offensive rebounds, like, strong, left-handed in the post. So, I I don't think that'll work. So, I, I think I'm Julius Randle on the Knicks, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, strike it out on a big free yeah. agent and – Overpaying someone sounds about right. Um,
0: one place that I think has some cap space that I could potentially see making a play for a Randall or some other mid-level agent is, I think, maybe the Chicago Bulls could be a team oh so, okay. Uh, for yeah. like a Randall or uh, some other forward
1: in that range. Yeah. Tobias Harris, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like I like Ran, Ran of Chicago. I like Kobe yeah. White a lot. Also, I love that yeah. pick for them. That's a great pick. fit. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Julie, if they have cap space, it, it makes sense. I mean, they've got nothing to lose. You know, they're not going to sit. I mean, they're going to not going to make the anywhere near a playoff run, anyways. So, they're not going to just and, sit and maybe they'll make things interesting or or find a
0: new creative way to get the seventh pick in the draft. Um uh last last free agent I wanted to tackle wanted to tackle is Al Horford who is also said to be leaving the Celtics. They say that it's going to be a race between the Lakers, Clippers and Mavericks. You know, all of them are interested in paying him. So and I I feel like he could be a good piece on a playoff
1: team. Uh how do you see that panning I agree. Uh it's just, I mean First of all, that's just amazing to me how many people are leaving Boston. I mean, to th- like this point last year, we were talking about how they were going to like have like a five-year dynasty with Tatum and Jalen Brown and Horford and Kyrie. And now all yes. of them are just like, I'm out. Um, I could see Dallas. I like Dallas. That'd be a good fit. I I don't think the Lakers have the money to pay them. Otherwise, they're not going to have a bench. Um, so I think we've been saying. And what would you uh, say Converse the other one's The Clippers? I'd say it's a two-way race, Clippers and Mavericks. I th- I think Horford with Kawhi would be really good. Um, I think yeah, The thing about sense. the
0: Lakers is they 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 really kind of need to spread this K cap space out and, and fill in okay. fill in different parts because right now, uh, I think I think it's Bill Simmons who's always saying you need seven guys in the playoffs, and right now their seven guys are, LeBron, AD, Kuzma, and then and then who? It's it's kind of Kind
1: of a randos, but I think. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch them play, though. I mean, they get they get a couple of guys, a couple of shooters that they can get like a beneficial contract on their end. They're going to be. I mean, who like who else in the West? do you I mean, it's kind of a who do you think will win the West? I I mean, there's so many like Portland, Houston, Utah, uh, the Lakers. I mean, it's just anyone. So it's definitely going to be a really really good year and. I'm excited to see how the Lakers pan out, and obviously, you want to see LeBron yeah. in the end. I mean, you saw the playoff ratings this year that were just horrid because he wasn't yes. playing. Yes, I so. feel
0: like I feel I feel like this year in the NBA is going to be fascinating because I think there are easily ten, eleven, twelve teams that you could see in the finals.
1: Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. the first time yeah. in how long? Four or five years. After four yeah. years of Warriors, yeah. Cavs, this
0: year you could see. I could see uh, Golden State like, getting Curry, Thompson back. Well, they'll have Curry getting Thompson back and making a run. I could see the Lakers, the Clippers, if they get Kawhi.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I smaller market that, teams yeah.
0: like Denver, Portland, Utah. Denver, U- uh, Utah. Houston, yeah. maybe. And in the East, uh, Philadelphia, Toronto, if they get Kawhi back,
1: Milwaukee. So that's. Yeah, OKC in the West also. I don't think they can win anything. I forgot about Oklahoma City. Yeah, Like, you could potentially have
0: a West playoff field of eight teams, all of which are capable of making the finals.
1: Yeah, like the 1-8 first series yeah. could easily go either way in, the, in nice. the West. Yeah, so. It's going to be terrifically interesting. So,
0: I want to leave the NBA before we go. And you are an
1: avid golfer, I know. Art- are you are you playing yeah, at Miami yeah. Ohio or? I'm on the club team. I was thinking about trying up for the varsity team, but okay. It didn't and we've had a
0: terrific year of major golf so far. Uh, for us, we had Tiger winning the Masters, which was beyond crazy. Yeah. Uh, which was, that was yeah. something special. Uh, and then we had PGA, Kepka just dominating wire to wire and then we had the yep. US Open where Gary Woodland holding off a charging Kepka and I, I wanted to ask you yep. cuz obviously 2019 the last year of the 2010s who do you think are the top 5 have been the top 5 golfers of this decade
1: all right so my i'm i'm a little different so my my version of the top 5 is like Someone who brings something unique to the yeah. table. Like I don't, I don't want just some like five ten white guy with no personality. you know what I'm saying. So I want, I want, oh, I want God. something different. So obviously, number one for me, you got Tiger. Um, yeah. he he still won ten tournaments in yeah. the 2010s. Uh, everyone's watching him. That, that factor of like, I think the stat was is like no one ever like everyone always plays horrible when they play with Tiger because they can't deal with the crowd yeah. and the pressure. And people. Um and like you were talking no, about. Uh, well, oh, I, I was sorry. just Go gonna
0: ahead. say people forget he in twenty both twenty ten and twenty thirteen he he like was he was ranked number one for the most weeks out of anybody. So it's not as if it's not as if yeah. he was like I, I I feel like that's not a not even a very controversial pick because he has been right. even though he wasn't what he was in the nineties and the two thousands, but I. It's not like
1: he was horrible, right? So Yeah, so I like you were talking about the Masters. I mean that was if I could pick any sporting event so far in my life to be at, that would be absolutely at the top of the list. Um that was that was unbelievable. And I I can't stand that Francesco uh, Molinari guy. So that that made it a little better. Uh number two, I've got Rory. So 15 wins on tour in the 2010s. Four major wins and yeah. a Players this year also. Um, close friends with Tiger, like the Tiger Nike yeah. commercials. Shoots 23 under this week in Canada. Hits the ball a mile. I mean, really yeah. like. Well uh, if He got his putter right. Got his putter going a little. He'd probably have a couple more majors. Yeah. yeah who knows? So, um, I really like right So that, selection so. yeah. number three. Oh, go ahead. Oh, my bad. Number three I've got Brooks Kepka. I know it's a small sample size, six wins, That's four winning majors. Amazing but, to me. I mean this dude's this dude's the real deal. Um, the difference between him and Tiger though is when Tiger was playing in his true prime, like oh eight US Open winning on a torn ACL. Um, like he was a he was one he was playing in a lot more tournaments than he currently is, but he was a threat yeah. to win every week. I mean, you saw it like Kepka. I saw at the Canadian Open, he like barely made the cut and shot. I think it was he finished it like a couple under. But I mean, he just like he doesn't care. Like, it's almost like he doesn't care about yeah. the small events. But Tiger was never like he always had the mindset like this is the most important thing to win. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, he's also really like, well, mm-hmm. it's the ball a mile. He's gonna... Becoming more bringing well-known. it on kind of in those big moments. Yeah, and I found myself rooting for him a
0: couple of weeks ago
1: at Pebble. Yeah. I
0: wanted to see. Well, what's through. his in the last six majors? He's like,
1: like how many? One, two, one, two, one, two. Like he's been in the top five yes. in every one. Uh, yeah, he was there in the majors oh, yeah, as probably. well. So, no, yeah. uh, four. I've got Jordan Spieth. Uh, fourteen wins and three major wins. I know, and he's got he, like in twenty fifteen. Everyone was talking about how yeah, the remember Tiger. I mean, he won because he won the Masters and the yes. U.S. Open back to back. So and everyone's going to talk about that choke at Augusta where he flubbed it in the water on twelve. So, um, but I mean, he's his putter's coming back, and he's not the greatest ball striker in the world. Yes, yeah. I still like Jordan, and people forget that. I mean, he was. He was on a really he's good. He's kind run of in a team. slump, but I feel like he—he'll like he, get, get out of it. Out he's of young, it. so yeah. And number five, I've got Dustin Johnson. Uh, Twenty wins on tour in the 2010s, but his his big thing is he's only got one major. Um, he's consistently—I feel like he's always number one in the world, and I don't like—I honestly don't know why. He's always number one. Um, I mean, I still like him a lot. He's another guy who hits it. 320 uh but being number one in the world doesn't really mean a whole lot other than until you win a major uh being number one in the world's not not huge to me so but i mean that rounds out my top five dj is still no he's kind of like rory i mean he gets his potter going probably a couple more majors and obviously that choke that he had in the us open so so
0: my top five is fairly similar in fact i think it might be Exactly the same, but I want. I do want. To, I do want to go through it. Mine, uh, obviously, I had Rory in there. Rory has two two PGAs, a U.S. Open, a British Open, uh, two Varden trophies, which is the best scoring average. Uh, he's been the money leader twice, the wins leader twice. Uh, he's had the most weeks as at number one three times, and uh, two times he's had the most world ranking points. Uh, I feel like he. He he, kind of, uh, in that kind of two thousand eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen time frame, he kind of established himself as, while while he wasn't quite what Tiger was, he kind of became the face of the tour. Uh, I think he did the video game a yeah. couple of years. I think.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. um, uh,
0: he has. It, it's kind of surprising that he hasn't won a major since twenty fourteen, but I feel I feel like he could have a good chance uh, next month. He'll be. Opens Absolutely. in Northern Ireland for the first time in 60 years. I feel
1: like... Yeah, well, he won the players this year also, so that's. I mean, that's kind of like a quote-unquote fifth major. So, I mean, it's not like no. he's playing like crap. It's, I mean, he, I agree he's going to be a great, great favorite. He's probably his favorite at the British. Yeah.
0: Open um, let's see. Uh, McElroy, uh, not in any particular order. I also had Spieth. Uh, his stats are a Masters, a U.S. Open, a British Open, uh, two scoring average titles, one money title, one wins title, uh, two, uh, ranking points titles. Um, obviously he never really morphed into that dominant force that we kind of expected after 2015 when he became, uh, I think he was the youngest since like 19, like the youngest since 1923 to win both the master, uh, to win two majors. But, uh, he's definitely a fixture on tour. uh, I'm trying to figure. Let me hold on. Let me look. I want to see when the last time he won was. Was his? Was uh, the it the last year where he hit that inch? Yeah, That's yeah.
1: kind of crazy. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, It hasn't been a while. But I mean, it's hard to win on yeah. tour. I mean, you, you gotta get a hot putter, and anyone can win. Yeah. So that's what's that's what's amazing about what Tiger did again. Why he's number one is just. I mean to think that he could win like literally win every tournament every week is just, yeah. just that was part of his
0: man. whole aura he kind of kind of made it look easy uh in 2001 right. yeah. six tournaments in a row which is might be the most impressive golf beat of this century uh, the most consecutive mm-hmm. wins in 55 years uh let's see so after a speed, Well, once again, not really in any particular order. I have Kepka because he's kind of become, like you said, become the guy. uh, Two PGAs, two US Opens. I don't think he's done. I think we'll see him in the hunt in Northern Ireland next month. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, uh, he's kind of become that guy that you don't you don't want to have him in your rearview mirror on Sunday. And absolutely uh uh, four i would say dustin johnson uh one u.s open two bardens one money title two wins titles two uh uh, most weeks at number ones and one ranking points title uh while like like you said he only has one major which is kind of a surprise Uh, i feel like he's He's always favored too.
1: It's amazing. He's always favored to win he's and a, he never he's, does. A
0: consi- never he's a consistent winner on tour. And I feel like that accounts for something. Now now the yeah. those are those four when I was putting this together were Schuins. Number five, I would give to I think I would give to Tiger Woods uh one Masters, uh, one Barden, one money title, one wins title, uh two McCormick awards for most weeks spent at number one and uh one ranking points title. Um, Obviously he was injured and incapacitated for most of this decade, but it is amazing that he did have a very good year in 2013, a solid year in 2010. And obviously this current new era of Tiger we've seen. And like you said, he remains the sport's dominant draw. Um, If I had uh, a couple honorable mentions, I would, I would throw Bubba Watson a bone. Uh, two two green jackets, I think, accounts for something, and two two wins titles. Yeah. Um, a couple other uh, a couple other notable ones that I wanted to hit on. Uh, Phil, Phil Mickelson, at, no, at no. a couple majors this decade. Uh, he remains he remains probably a top three most popular player.
1: I just I I he's now I like he can't even make a cut. I mean he got cut at the Travelers last week. I mean he's hitting the ball over the map. I just I I, can't, I can't put him in that in that top five calendar just because of how I bad would, he I is I wouldn't either. Now. I feel like he hasn't been the same
0: since sixteen British Open where he agreed just barely lost yeah. out to Henrik Stenson. Uh another another guy worth mentioning, Jason Day, has been solid all decade. Uh He's only got one yeah, major as a PGA, well. Yeah, but... PGA wins titles yeah. and um, McCormick. and uh, one more kind of honorable mention I would give to um, Justin Rose. Even though he he has a yeah. he only has a kind of a U.S. Open, uh, he also kind of made history winning Olympic gold. And but I feel like he's been a consistent winner on the European tour, and I feel like that
1: counts for something. So – yeah. Yeah, I like Justin yeah. guys. I like him a lot.
0: So those are my uh, my five guys.
1: Um, yeah, another thing I want to hit on with this top five is, I mean, you, you look at these guys: Tiger, Rory, Kepka, DJ. These, I mean, these guys are—they're all huge. It's not like some like scrawny dude. Like they're just changing golf. Like they're hitting the ball three thirty yeah, in know, the air. It's kind of, um, there's been, insane to it's me. It's
0: kind of been a revolution in like the last decade. I feel like that. I feel like that might be. The big development from 2010 to 2019. Uh, like in 2010, I mean, who, who are your major winners? Phil Mickelson, Martin Kamer, Grammy McDowell, Louis Hostizen. I mean, they've all kind of been passed by by these huge hitters
1: off the team. Right. That are just, and there's no excuse anymore to not be in the yeah. weight room and hitting the ball a mile. It's completely so. different from Definitely. 10, 20, yeah,
0: 30 great. years ago. Um so Riggs, thank you for coming on this week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun.
0: Uh thanks everybody for listening. Um uh Friday we're gonna have Davidson Baker on here talking about some weird sporting moments from this decade. And um we'll be back next week with a New York themed episode uh with my good friend Adam Koplik from Diamond Digest. Uh, Um once again, thank you everybody for listening. And have a good weekend. Uh, Thanks, Riggs.